What if your next cloud project could lead to climate resilient housing? Join Fannie Mae. Use emerging tech. Solve better problems like helping the housing industry address rising flood risk. Find tech jobs with impact at Fannie Mae dot com slash tech. Hey, this is Carla from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kendall Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13. This is from Devil Driver. This is Odorous from Watt. You're listening to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Hey, Wednesday. How are you, man? Hey, man, how are you? Yeah, real good, dude. Thanks again for joining us on the show, man. Cool, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. No worries. You're heading back down here in March for the Undead Unplugged Acoustic Tour, which everyone's looking forward to. Have you done many of these types of gigs in the past? Um, we've did it in the UK, and we've did uh, three or four shows here um, in the States. Um, but, yeah, they, uh, I tried it in the UK at the first time was in 2014. And we did like a two-week tour there, and uh, it it went over amazing. Um, I mean, I I had a gut feeling it was it would do well, but I didn't know it would be as well as it did. And uh, I mean, it's a completely different show than uh, what we just did back in Australia in April. Like it's it's not the full band. It's me and our guitarist Vermont, and I we both we both play guitar, and uh, it's basically kind of a storyteller. It's like we'll come out, play a couple of songs. I'll tell some stories about some other songs, and then I'll take questions from the audience. Um, and I never know where the questions are going to take the songs or the, or the stories. Or So every night it's different. Uh, we basically just have a list of songs we kind of just pick and choose from. And um, and then on this tour in particular, we have my side project, Bourbon Crow, involved in it. So that's just going to take it up a whole other level of who knows where it could go. And... Um, so basically, it's just, it's just kind of like an evening with where it just kind of covers my entire musical career, and I can play everything and tell the stories of everything from me, how I got started doing this, and where I am right now. And and uh, you know, it, it seems that when we're really good in the UK, like every fan that I meet will tell me at the show, they just after the show they just have this look on their face, like they're so happy, and they tell me that they've seen me over a dozen times that the acoustic shows are their favorites. So, um, so I guess it's just up to the to the fan to see, but you know, we we have fun doing it, and so far the reaction's been been really well. So I think it's going to do great in Australia, and we'll find out in March. Oh, that's awesome, man! It it sounds like it's a really cool idea too to strip things down a little bit, but a little a little bit daunting as well. I mean, especially with some of the questions that people would throw out. Does that make you a bit nervous? Oh, sometimes? Man, I, I never <laughs> I never know what I'm going to get asked. I get everything asked from. Uh, will you marry me? To <laughs> what's the what's the murder dolls? To what's blah 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 like? Or you know, it's just who knows where some of these questions go. But uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's a it's a cool reaction. I mean, I, I get to speak with fans and the audience. It's almost like a concert plus a meet and greet all in kind of once. So uh, I don't know. It's I've been really fortunate that I, it, it worked out as well as it did. And, um, really excited to be able to come back into Australia so so quick. Yeah, man. Well, it wasn't that long ago, and it's a quick tour as well. Every time you come here, you don't seem to have a lot yeah, of time to sort of hang always, about. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's it's always um, uh, you know I guess just budget wise, just, you know, to have us hang out there for three or four days get quite expensive. So we just kind of kind of come in and and just be rock soldiers and bang out shows and get back home. It's always so weird by the time we get back home because. We go back to Los Angeles and it's like 18 hours 
behind you guys. So by the time we get home, we've already so we went in a time machine because by the time we get home, it's the day we left. So that's always <laughs> always bizarre. So we get back, scratching our heads like, what just happened? <laughs> well, uh, you're doing the Bourbon Crow set as you mentioned before, uh, which is pretty cool. We have, I don't think we've seen that down here. Yeah, I, I haven't. Uh, Bourbon Crows, uh We did a little small U.S. tour in 2009 uh, in the in the U.S. and it was just on the East Coast. And, um, that's all we've ever done, like as far as doing a live thing and stuff. So when it came time to decide about doing this unplugged thing, I thought it'd be really cool if I could work it where. I could bring my partner from Bourbon Crow along on the tour, and we could do that little small Bourbon Crow set in the middle of our of our set, and uh, that way it really just ties all of it together. Have you found that doing that project, it sort of opens some doors to like a different kind of fan base? You get not the usual sort of Wednesday Thirteen fans. It's unique. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, um, there are like when we just played in Australia back in in April, you know, uh, during one of the meet and greets, or during all the meet and greets, there were so many people wearing Bourbon Crow shirts, and there were some older, there were some younger fans. Uh, I had people tell me they liked Bourbon Crow better than Wednesday 15. Um, you know, so it's just kind of taken on a life of its, of its own. It's, it's, really, it's really cool to see there are fans that, that like it, and, uh, you know, because I had no idea when I put that out that people would even accept it. You know, that's I could have been almost career suicide going, I'm going to put out a country drinking project. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, because I was, I was kind of the reaction for some people, like, what? How dare you? And uh, <laughs> for some fans, they haven't, they still, you know, that's just not their their thing. And that's cool, too, you know. But uh, there's another side of what I do, and, and it's really cool to actually have, have made some fans along the way and uh, to be able to include that as part of one of my shows and, and take it and travel around the world touring this be really cool so I'm excited to finally get that out there it's been uh, 10 years in the making Bourbon Crow we started it 10 years ago so that was my whole goal when we started it 10 years ago I was like you know I don't really care if anybody knows about it right now it'd be cool 10 years from now if we could people knew about it we can actually do like a little tour and exactly what happened 10 years later and down here it's, man I'm, I'm really excited to see that stuff live because some of those songs are a classic Wish well, Upon a Bar like the ultimate bartender <laughs> bar, bar, bartenders love us they call us when Bourbon Crow starts playing, everybody starts getting drinks, and the bars can't keep up with it. And it's just a. That's why I'm putting Bourbon Crow set sort of in the middle, kind of toward the end of our set because it gets a little rowdy and uh, it's you can't really you can't really follow it because people can't stand up after the Bourbon Crow set. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, in regards to uh, like the Wednesday songs. How, how's it go with, uh, you know, translating those to acoustic? I can imagine some of those being pretty tricky to sort of strip back. Yeah. I mean, there are certain songs, obviously, that, just, that don't work or couldn't work acoustic, and I would never even try to do that. Uh, but there's a lot of songs, um, you know, I mean, uh, mainly most every song that I've I've wrote, I mean, I, I start on acoustic guitar. So that's kind of my only instrument I have around me right now. I have a I have a guitar and an amp that is hooked up all the time. I just don't have a guitar like that ready to go. I mainly have my acoustic beside me, and I'm always playing my acoustic. And that's where I come up with riffs and ideas. And so pretty much every song that that I've wrote, I pretty much write on acoustic. And uh, and so when it came time to start doing these acoustic shows and stuff, I really went through all the songs and I sat there with my acoustic guitar and it was pretty easy because 
like I said, I, I started off writing the songs that way. So, uh, like I said, some worked, some didn't work. Some actually sound amazing acoustic, and, you know, it's just, they sound, actually some sound even cooler acoustic, I think. So, uh, and the good thing is, is I have such a, like, giant catalog of, of music to choose from, you know, it, it's easy to, to pick out songs because I can go all the way back from when I first started <laughs> releasing music in the 90s up until now. So it's like picking out material is really easy, even if some of the stuff doesn't work, so I can kind of cover all the bases. And I, I don't know if it's a cool take on it, you know. It's just something that I like to see different artists do, and, you know, and, and, and especially in my genre, I haven't really seen anybody do or at least the people that I listen to and things that do an acoustic set or 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 do something like this. So I don't know, this feels like it's something of you know different from the from the pack, I guess. Will you be recording any of the shows? Um, we always videotape stuff here and there. If we have someone out with us, uh, I'm not sure we're for Australia yet on our crew and stuff. Um we've filmed a lot of stuff over the past couple of years in the UK which we have uh working on a DVD right now that have a lot of that footage and stuff. So uh so yeah, so we, we we try to videotape as much stuff as we can if we have a group person coming to do that. We've got a lot of stuff, like I said, in Europe and stuff. We just mainly we have a video person that travels with us all the time in Europe and he's constantly got a camera in our face like twenty four seven. So uh so yeah, so we have a new D V D that'll have a lot of that footage and stuff and then we'll film the new stuff for uh, Australia and maybe that'll be on the next D V D after that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And uh talking about before the the Q and A stuff, you know, obviously, you know, you you obviously gonna probably tell a few personal stories. Have you ever thought about maybe writing a book, doing the autobiography thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely on my uh on my plate of, of things to do. I think I have quite a interesting story of where I come from and how I got started in this and how I've been able to keep my foot in the door and um plus just all the crazy ass stories and you know, all the bands that we've toured with and touring around the world. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that people have no idea that Murder Dolls did or, or Wednesday Thirteen's done as far as touring. But we've did you know, we've been touring for you know, Murder Dolls is fifteen years old next year, you know. So wow. uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories and there's a lot of tours and everything from us doing, you know, touring all of Europe with Iron Maiden for six weeks as main support. That right there is a book on its own. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I mean, just just everything. I mean, it was a crazy story. This murder dolls just kind of came out of the blue, and you know, by like our by like our fifteenth show, we were in Tokyo opening up for Guns N' Roses. You know, and like in front of thirty thousand people. So it's like it's a long way from the little haystack town I grew up in in North Carolina because I pretty much jumped right into it. Murder Dolls was my first first big band going out on tour and doing stuff. I was 25 years old and just was thrown right into a rock and roll animal cage. And uh, it was awesome. I wouldn't trade any of that stuff or anything. But I got I got enough stories to, to scare everybody around me and, and my parents and, and fans. And <laughs> just, there's, some, there's some dirt in there. And of course, you know, if they made a movie based on your life, who who would you want to play you? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know who would be a, a good a good me. I don't even know. You stopped me on that one. I have to get back to you on that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe 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 Freddy Krueger as Freddy Krueger could play me. Just a, a completely different sort of. <laughs> yeah. Freddy Krueger as Freddy Krueger. Yes. Play me. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. 
And uh, of course, um, what, do you, what have you got coming up uh, after this tour? What do you, what do you got cooking up, man? Um, well, basically, uh, Australia in March is uh, that kind of finishes up our are the the unplugged tour. So we're doing the uh, U.S. in January, the U.K. in February, and March we'll do the the Australia, and that kind of wraps that up. And then the uh, the brand new full length Wednesday 13 album will be out in April, uh, and then the full band will start touring with that. And um, so yeah, it's going to be a busy year because I'm planning on touring as much as I can. Hopefully, we'll be able to get back to Australia. Uh, by the end of the year with, on the new album as well. Maybe Halloween, who knows? Ah, that'd be cool. Has it got a title? Yeah, the new album is called Condolences, and uh, it's it's mixed and mastered and finished. Uh, we finished it up in September before the last tour started. Uh, it was the only time we really had time to record it, so uh, we basically spent all summer writing and recording it. Uh, it's turned out great, and uh, right now I'm just kind of finalizing the release details and how I'm going to release it and talking to some labels and stuff right now. So going to get through all that boring stuff for the next few weeks and then hopefully I'll have some news for fans and let them know a release date next two weeks or so. Oh, awesome, man. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again yeah. for uh, hanging on the show, man. Hopefully we'll I'll, I'll catch it at the show in Brisbane and might bring some Joes this time. Yeah, man, bring it, bring it on. Cool, man. Great talking to you. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 